Geico presents, oh, uh, not again, another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, while you're there, could you also turn off the oven and all of the burners? <laughs> My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. <laughs> The GEICO Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit GEICO.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance. Contour from Cox has all your favorites, all in one place. And with the Contour Remote, you can use your voice to find them on live TV, on demand, and streaming apps like Netflix, Prime Video, and more. See Cox.com for details. From Art History Babe Briefs. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> that was different. I like Just it. Just trying something else out. I'm Corey. <laughs> I'm Jen. I'm Ginny. And we are the Art History Babes. I'm Natalie. There she is. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Let's sh- Do we need to start that? No, let's nope. keep it. Let's okay. keep it. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. We're sure. doing it. You know who we are. You, you know, know what we're about. We Hopefully are. you're laughing with us right now and not turning off the podcast. Know, or right? laughing at us, which is yeah, also fine. With fine. I'm fine with <laughs> Either that. Either one. Today, we have a quick baby episode on impressionism for you. We have already done a full-length impressionism episode, which we're going to be re-releasing in a remastered version. Mm-hmm fancy as well as a censored version right after this podcast so listen to a little baby get a little taste get a full-length episode Mm -hmm. it'll be great it'll be great it's all great let's go impressionism is an art movement that began in france in the 19th century impressionist paintings most commonly depict landscapes or scenes of contemporary 19th century french life impressionist artists focus more on the effects of light atmosphere and movement rather than creating a narrative scene in their compositions some of the most well-known impressionist artists are frederic basile paul cezanne edgar degas edouard monet claude monet I always say her first name wrong. Bert. Bert. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would have said it Morisot, wrong. <laughs> Camille Pissarro, Auguste Renoir, Alfred Sisley, Mary Cassatt, and Gustave Calebote. <laughs> Calebot. Calebot. Like many art movements, the name Impressionism first emerged from critics reviewing work by Impressionist artists, specifically Claude Monet's piece Impression Sunrise, exhibited at the Independent Artists Exhibition in 1874. Critics latched on to the title to suggest that it was something unfinished or incomplete and vague, i.e. impression. However, the term impression was also being used in psychology at the time to describe an immediate effect or perception. This was soon applied to impressionist art as artists were rendering the sensation of a landscape rather than replicating the landscape itself. While impressionist artists, of course, had their own unique styles, they were united in use of vibrant color and gestural brushstrokes. Impressionist painters developed from the tradition of landscape painting in France and were influenced by the Barbizon painters who emphasized observation of outdoor scenes and depictions of the landscape in their paintings. Additionally, the painter Gustave Courbet had an impact on Impressionist painters as Courbet believed in the artist's experience and time was a worthy painted subject. The Impressionist artists were particularly influenced by Japanese art. This 
influence and interest in Japanese art would be termed Japonisme. And this came after the Japanese ports had been reopened to trade with the West in 1853. So a tidal wave of foreign imports flooded European shores. On the crest of that wave were woodcut prints by masters of the UKOE school, which transformed Impressionist and post-Impressionist art by demonstrating that simple, transitory, everyday subjects from the floating world could be presented in appealingly decorative ways. Side note, we have a BB episode on the UKOA. If you are interested, check it out. Artists such as James Tussaud and his friend Edgar Degas were among the earliest collectors of Japanese art in France. Some of the qualities of the Japanese aesthetic that were found to be most favored by the Impressionists included elongated pictorial formats, asymmetrical compositions, aerial perspective, spaces emptied of all but abstract elements of color and line, and a focus on singularly decorative motifs. Edward Manet's Boating from 1874 is a good example of the use of broad planes of color, strong diagonals, which were seen in Japanese prints, and also a radically cropped composition. Artists like Mary Cassatt, who declared that she hated conventional art, found in Japanese woodcuts a fresh approach to the depiction of common events in women's lives. After visiting a large exposition of UKOE prints at the École des Beaux-Arts in Paris during the spring of 1890, she produced a set of 10 color etchings in open admiration of their subjects, compositions, and technical innovations. Suburban and rural leisure outside of Paris were popular subject for the Impressionists, notably Monet and Auguste Renoir. Several of them lived in the country for part or all of the year. New railway lines radiating out from the city made travel so convenient that Parisians virtually flooded into the countryside every weekend, while some of the Impressionists, such as Pissarro, focused on the daily life of local villagers in Pontois, most preferred to depict the vacationers' rural pastimes. The boating and bathing establishments that flourished in these regions became favorite motifs. I love it. I love a good leisure scene. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, and Monet was just, I think, like the king of leisure. Yeah. You know, (laughs) all of his paintings. I'm like, man, I want to be at that fancy afternoon party. Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) The Impressionists used a plein air approach to capture scenes of modern life in urban and suburban settings. They would set up their easels in Paris and its suburbs. Monet, Auguste Renoir, and their colleagues eroded their predecessors' distinctions between sketch and finished work by creating deliberately informal compositions with loose structs of unmodulated color. They abandoned traditional techniques of perspective, chiaroscuro, and modeling in order to record their experiences as directly as possible. Even their most heavily worked paintings retain the appearance of spontaneity. So the idea is that they just look at a beautiful landscape and, you know, almost throw the paint on the canvas Mm -hmm. in this very rapid motion, rapid fire motion, which is what these actually very intentionally placed brush strokes are kind of supposed to represent. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
another very important sort of event in human history that gave rise to the Impressionists was just the onset of industrialization in modern Europe. So Paris in particular was perhaps the prime site of modernity in the late 19th century. And it was renovated heavily between 1853 and 1870 under the Emperor Napoleon III. His prefect, Baron Hausmann, laid the plans tearing down old buildings to create more open space for a cleaner, safer city. Also contributing to its new look was the siege of Paris during the Franco-Prussian War from 1870 to 1871, which required reconstructing the parts of the city that had been destroyed. Monet, in particular, emphasized the modernization of the landscape by including railways and factories in his work. These were signs of encroaching industrialization that would have seemed inappropriate to the Barbizon artists of the previous generation. Mm -hmm. As we watch the suburban garden gnome carefully, carefully without disturbing it, we notice that it moves like not at all. It's inanimate and utterly without brain function. But... Despite that, when a garden gnome hears about how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, it's clear to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. But on second thoughts, maybe don't watch garden gnomes too carefully. People might talk. So moving on a little bit to a product of Impressionism is not pointillism. It is what's commonly referred to as pointillism, but was actually coined divisionism by Paul Signac, who was one of the artists who's most famous for working in this style. And it involved carefully divided brushstrokes of different color. So the same idea, but not points, they're divided brushstrokes. And he referred to them as rectilinear strokes of paint or bricks. By the 1890s, this had become an established way of making new paintings alternative to the loose impressionist brushstrokes. Signac and his buddy, George Seurat, considered it much more rational and stable as a technique. So is there like a technical pointillism then that comes from just actual points? Because I remember doing projects in art class. Pointillism. That's why I think it's like a distinction. But the problem is that people look to these two big mm-hmm. names yeah. and call it pointillism. Mm-hmm. And you when know, they did not. Yeah. Signac, yeah. He, he had sense. a very clear intention of what he was doing mm-hmm. and his process for it. And mm-hmm. he had a name for these types of strokes. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where it's a disservice in reference to them mm-hmm. to c- call it pointillism because Truly. it just was not. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Many Van Gogh works actually utilize this technique of the small bricks of color, I've noticed, mm-hmm. especially seeing some of his work up close in person. Yeah, exactly. So it definitely <laughs> evolved from Impressionism. Like yeah. it's a very, very clear product mm-hmm. of Impressionism. And I wonder when pointillism technically came to be then because, yeah, historically we associate pointillism with Impressionism mm-hmm. as though they're almost the same thing, but they're not. Yeah. yeah. And now we're learning it's not even pointillism, like mm-hmm. what we've looked at as pointillism for a long time. So yeah, there are a lot of questions around that. But so, yeah. Impressionism, what a time, man. Yeah, <laughs> Impressionism, it's a brief moment. And almost immediately after many splinter groups came up to be, so you'll hear terms such as post-Impressionism, yeah. Neo-Impressionism, and... Then all the little small stuff like pointillism, divisionism. I just love um, talking about the history of Impressionism because maybe this is just my perspective, but I feel like it visually can come off as like a very soft movement and mm-hmm. it doesn't carry a lot of depth or yeah. mm-hmm. there's not a lot going on there. And it's so 
intrinsically tied to what was happening at the time and really big things that were happening at the yeah. time. So it just goes to show it's so worth investigating yeah. what was historically going on and how that connected to the art production because things that are apparently almost... I don't know. Impressionist paintings are so mellow that yeah. they right. seem fluffy and right. they're not. You they're would, rooted yeah. in no, yeah. deeper topics. And it's hard for us today to envision just how scandalized people were oh, to yeah. see Impressionist <laughs> works. People were having meltdowns <laughs> in galleries like, <laughs> what, what is, is that? Happening? But they look so conservative. I know. And now us. we're yeah. like, wow, look at the haystacks. That's nice. I know. So, yeah. and yeah, so Impressionism is this zeitgeist is yes. that the right word yes that is the right yeah. word zeitgeist Perfect. it's all about the zeitgeist oh. it's all about them <laughs> you know few little things about impressionism it really is a very layered movement it connects to a lot of other art movements mm-hmm. and a lot going on at the time definitely check out our full-length impressionism episode mm-hmm. we go deep into some really great impressionist artists yeah. we talk about monet we talk about bert morceau yep. so definitely check that out Manet. Ah, uh, Monet. Monet, I love Monet. Him. I know, right? Two, Two different very, dudes. Very different dudes. Yeah, yeah, very different. Very different. Very, very different di- work. Very different. <laughs> very different. <laughs> very different. They're but different. They're <laughs> <laughs> Oh, thanks for listening to our baby episode on Impressionism. If you have any questions or thoughts, email us at artistrybabes at gmail.com. Find us on all the social media. You know the drill. Have a good time. Have a good time. Have a real good time. We're having a great time. Mm-hmm. We are. From By the 1980s, this 1890s. By <laughs> the Art History Babes podcast is made possible by support from our lovely listeners via Patreon. Head over to Patreon.com/slash/ArtHistoryBabes to help keep the Art History Babes going and for access to bonus content. Geico presents. Oh, not again! Another voicemail from your roommate. Hey, man, so I was in a rush to get to work and I left the back door open. Could you shut it? I left it wide open. Uh, While you're there, could you also turn off the oven? And all of the burners. (laughs) My mom never let me use the oven. I wonder why. (laughs) The Geico Insurance Agency could help keep your personal property protected, like if it's your roommate's first time operating an oven. Visit Geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance.